0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone, Tudor Doctor in the house, I'm Scott Thompson, Vice President of Franchise Development for Tudor Doctor, so happy to be here with you everyone today, you know we had a great week, we had Canada Day on Monday and 4th of July yesterday here in the States, everyone's been busy with their families and barbecuing, Theo's still out this week, so she won't be on the call, but we've got some really good guests here today, I've got uh, Bob Rosedale, our Vice President of Franchise Success, and I've got Makita Andrews, our Senior Manager of our Care Center. What I'd like to do first is, uh, hey guys, how are you?
1: Good, how are you, Scott?
0: I'm doing well, thanks. Good. Appreciate you guys taking the time to be on the call. I know you guys are all very busy. I wanted to start the conversation by just give us a 30 second overview of kind of what you do for Tutor Doctor and your background and uh, how you got to where you are.
2: Let's go ahead, Uh, Makita, why don't you go ahead first and then I'll chime in after you.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Ladies first. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I actually started at Tutor Doctor about, let's say, two years ago at the home office uh, answering the phones. So I started off in the call center, um, absolutely loved uh, talking to the leads and um, interacting with our franchisees. Um, and then about a year later, um, I was given the privilege of managing the call center and um, that's basically my history <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> well, Cool.
0: Thanks for sharing.
2: Yeah, and uh, for me, uh, I started out my uh, journey with Tutor Doctor as a franchise owner after I retired from my career in the Air Force. So that was back in 2011, and I actually still own the franchise location in Boise, Idaho. Uh, in 2016, the uh, home office gave me the opportunity to come up and uh Take on the role as what then was Vice President of Operations. Now it's Vice President Franchise Success. So um, that's how I came into the game, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Very good.
0: Well, you know, the purpose of today's call is really love to give potential prospective candidates that are looking at Tutor Doctor or looking at a franchise in general. You know, what is a what is a care center or a call center? What's what is the difference, and why a prospective franchisee would wanna leverage a care center or a call center. Nikita, I don't know if you wanna take that away and maybe share with the audience of you know what it is and why is it different than a typical call center and, and what the purpose of it behind it is.
1: Yeah, of course. So I guess the biggest difference um, between a call center and a care center is just essentially the way that they approach their customers. So to me, a typical call center is all about transactions. What can I do? How can I solve your problem as quickly as possible? And how can I make sure that my the time that I do this in is as efficient as possible? And how can I wrap it up and get you out of here really quickly? Um, perhaps those words aren't used, but that's essentially what the goal is, right? How quickly and efficiently can I solve your problem? Um, a care center is completely different because of the fact that it's completely about building relationships. We truly want our center to be about where care really happens. So we want to create unique experiences for our clients so that we can build some sort of relationship with them and develop an emotional connection with them so they trust us enough to take the next step. So that's essentially kind of just in a nutshell what the difference is between a call center and a care center. And I think just my experience of being on the phone is kind of what led us to here because I realized very early on when I was on the phone that. Our clients are kind of demanding that unique experience these days. They're they're not okay with just the typical, let me solve your problem and move on um, type experience. And when it comes to parents who are looking for tutors for their kids or even a student themselves looking for a tutor for themselves, they really want someone that can dial down the nerves. (laughs) They're coming to us and having to kind of admit, right, like, I need help. And that's hard admitting that you need help. So we want to be that reassurance on the other end of just telling them, hey, we got this. We know what we're doing and we can help you. Um, and we're gonna walk you through this together. Um, but they need to feel that and they need to know that by the words we say and the ways that we choose to connect with them. So that's essentially why we chose to kind of change it from being a call center to a care center.
0: And, and as a, from a franchisees perspective and Bob or, or McKitty can both answer this. How how do you see that care center impacting that's that new small business as they're opening up?
1: Sure. So how do I see it impacting um, a new franchisee? Essentially, I feel as though a new franchisee coming into the business. I think in general, all franchisees wear a ton of hats. There's so much to do in a business. Um, you know, you got to go out there and get get right in there with the signage and the building relationships with schools. There's so much to do. And of course, um, we want to alleviate your time so that you're able to do that. And so the care center can alleviate a whole lot of time. Um, And then also right out the gate, you're converting a lot more um, leads at a higher um, percentage than you would be if you have to learn everything from scratch all at once, right? Um, So we're here to basically support you. And that's how I feel essentially that it makes a difference in a new franchisee's hmm. life.
2: <laughs> if I could just jump in real quick from the kind of the franchisee perspective, when I'm working my own franchise, when I started and I was just an owner operator, you know, I'm, I'm wearing a dozen different hats all the time. Sure. And when I'm wearing all those hats, I'm trying to get so many things done. And during just the day-to-day cycle of how I'm approaching that business, I know that the most important thing that I can do is take that new lead call. Um, The problem is when I take that new lead call, it always comes at the expense of something else I was already doing. Um, So to have somebody else take that call for me so that I can focus my attention on um, going out and introducing myself to another principal or working a marketing event, um, networking, attending a chamber meeting, any of those kinds of things. I can't stop those other things to take a phone call all the time. And, you know, our job is to be present for our families and for our clients to help change the trajectory of their students' lives. I don't want them to have to wait or leave a voicemail. What I want is for somebody to pick up that call and initiate that conversation, initiate that relationship, set the stage so that when I come in as the education consultant at the actual consultation, the relationship's already been formed. And I just take it from there. So um, having a call center um, can do that if, if it was just a call center, but I've been through three or four call centers um, since I've had my business and the call centers never seem to get it right. It's, it's just like Makita said, it's just a transaction to them. Um, they get the person on the phone, they get them off the phone. It's, it feels kind of impersonal yep. and, you know, and something's booked. Um, none of those call centers worked for me um to the point where i i took the activity back in myself for a while.
0: Yeah, and i've owned my own small business before and we had to, we did we did we were a private personal training franchise. So we did one-to-one fitness. And you know, if someone was finding us online and they're calling us for the first time and they're super nervous as it is because it's, you know, usually there's a reason why they're calling. If we didn't answer the phone, they're going to the next fitness facility that's going to answer their phone. So we actually hired somebody At a full-time position salary, uh, I think we paid them about thirty grand a year, benefits and taxes and everything. You know, to just man the phones, because most of the trainers were busy taking care of clients, and you know, I was either out and about in the community or something like that. So, there's there's real value that as a franchisor that is providing this level of service. Uh, to the franchisees, um, because, like you said, you know, it's not like we're outsourcing it to a third party where they're very impersonal. They they kind of know our brand a little bit, but you know, if they hire a different call rep, they're not going to understand our brand to a to a T. You know, they've got some type of script they're following. Whereas, Makita, talk to me a little bit about your staff. I think that's a valuable piece of, of the care center because most of them have been there for a while. And what are some of the things you're doing to educate them on the brand and and the experience we expect our customers to have?
1: Yeah, of course. I This is... Going to be my favorite part. I love talking about my staff because they are so awesome. <laughs> That's why we call them team awesome. Um, but yeah, so some of the things that we're currently doing. Well, first of all, first and foremost, when it comes to absolutely everything is that we train our staff or we require them to um, show our tutor doctor values. Everything ha- it starts with there and finishes with there. So their performance is values-based. The way they approach their job needs to be values-based. We truly believe here that skills can be taught, um, but the way that someone approaches what they do is something that, you know, we can't change. So we hire based on values, we fire based on values, we promote based on values, and that's probably the biggest change that we've made where we've seen, um, a greatest the greatest amount of output if that makes any sense um which is why
0: well speaking of those values what, what are those values by chance our audience probably would love to know those
1: of you- course tutor doctor has five awesome values so my favorite is um well i have two favorites so there's understanding and ingenuity um, two of my favorites but then there's also curiosity ownership and grit Lastly, grit.
0: And we're, we're we're applying that right today with some curiosity on the
1: care center, so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, everything that we do is based on values. We just seem we find that it just it makes the team more cohesive. Um, we find that they care more about the customers that way. Um, if you know they approach what they do of picking up that phone from a place of values, it just the entire experience is completely different. So. Um, Yeah, that's one main thing. Something that they're actually taught on the first day, which I think is really important for our franchisees to know, is that they're taught to look at every phone call um, as a direct impact on the franchisee. And what I mean when I say that is that we tell them, hey, if you don't convert this, if you don't pick this up, then you are costing the franchisee an opportunity for business, which is, by the way, food on their tables. This is, yeah, this is how they feed their kids. This is how they support their families. This is how they invest in their children's education. This is much bigger than just you answering the phone. You're affecting someone's life. So it's not just the lead's life that you're affecting in terms of changing their trajectory, but it's also the franchisee's life. And that's told to them on the very first day when they get here. So they realize the importance of what they do and how important it is (laughs) that they do it at a very high level.
0: That's a pretty, pretty personal commitment that they're taking when they're, Mm -hmm. when they're looking at every call like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um,
0: so what you know? What are some Bob? What are some of the services that the new care center is going to provide our franchisees and, and the co- potential consumer on the other line? What are some of the what, you know? Because like you said, we have had a call center. They're just taking a call. It's pretty transactional. We've kind of heard from Makita. She's shared that you know what she's doing to make that team understand the importance of the calls coming in. What are some of the other services we're providing the franchisee that will help them scale their business?
2: Sure. Uh, now the uh, the care center has evolved over the past uh, year to 18 months from that call center model into uh, the care center. And it, it's actually done that uh, under Makita's leadership. Um, she's the architect of the care center concept, um, and she's personally trained everybody um, along the way. Uh, she's a little modest about that, um, but but I don't think she should be. Um, as we continue to evolve, the care center We wanted to do a few more things than uh, book the consultation and establish that initial relationship. Um, Some of the other things that we're looking at and that we will be piloting very soon include um, having the care center, uh, uh, care coordinator who booked that consultation, come back with a welcome call for that individual after they enroll. And that doesn't seem like a big thing, but it's a very personal touch that makes a big difference. Um, We also want to have touch points along the way to ensure that the client's experience is somewhat standardized from one franchisee to the next. One of the things about Tutor Doctor is being such a personalized service is that a lot of how clients are taken care of relies upon the individual franchise owner. Um, And everybody does that their own way. But as a brand, we want to Standardize that client experience to the extent that we can um, from what we can do at the care center. So one way we can do that is that the care center can do follow up calls on a regular basis to make sure that every single client is getting a touch point and getting feedback. And not only can we capture data about how well we're doing or where we need to improve, but we can pass on concerns directly to the franchisee if the care center care coordinator hears that something's going on that needs to be addressed. Um, Other things that we're looking at is to set up a live chat using our care coordinators as uh, the the, uh, folks who are taking the live chat um, calls. Um, We also uh, are looking at ways to have the care center uh, help in obtaining referrals and renewals. Let's see. I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two of the things that are on our uh, our bucket list, uh, Makita. What am I forgetting?
1: <laughs> no, you're not. For- yeah. <laughs> You've got it all. Um, though someone should have told me about this. I don't yeah, know right, about any of yeah. this.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: just so. kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I knew about it. <laughs> no, you haven't missed anything, Bob. You're good. Yeah,
2: and and we're always looking for ways to, to enhance those up uh, those experiences. Yeah.
1: Well, that's
0: some tremendous value. You know, you're providing the the. A new franchisee who's coming out of training who's got a million hats they're trying to wear, and there's no way they can follow up after a consultation, or, or if they're they're at an event like you said, and you know five phone calls come in off their pay per click campaign, and they don't have time to answer that because they're talking to prospects that are right in front of them, and then you know like you said, it could take months before they get into the school and they finally sit down with the the superintendent or the principal of the school and they you see know, the phones ringing on their side of them and they're like, oh gosh, like, what, what, what should I take? Should I ta- talk to the principal or should I take the lead that's coming <laughs> into my phone? Uh, so, yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, Scott, hey, Scott can I, you know, you're know, you so spot on on that. that. That's a very real example um, that, that happened to me. It, it took me two years to get into a, a private school in Idaho. Yeah. And while I'm in there, my phone's buzzing in my pocket. Now, um, this was at a point where we didn't have care center in the current configuration, but I'm I'm sitting there saying I'm not going to tell the principal no you know excuse me I got to go take this call, um, but I know that if that call goes to voicemail, calls going to voicemail mean calls are going to our competitors. Yep. Because uh, people are going through their uh, their Rolodex and just and getting their information from everybody. Um, the other thing, if I if I could just take a minute because I think this is really important. When I came into to doctor system, um, we have a benchmark. Um, that we shoot for to convert leads to consultations. We, we happen to call that F2. And that ratio is really important to a franchisee's success. Uh, the benchmark is that 50% of the leads that come in should end up being consultations and opportunities for enrollment. And th- that's, that's really critical because franchisees spend a lot of time, energy, effort, and resources to obtain those hard-fought leads it's really critical that they get converted to consultations at a very high rate. Um, One of the things when I came in was I had to learn that skill along the way. And it took me quite a while to get to that 50% conversion rate. What we have with the Care Center is that day in and day out, new franchisees coming into the system can enjoy knowing or feel comfortable knowing that the Care Center is converting at a much higher rate than that benchmark day in and day out. Um, in fact, you know um the uh, again I, I I don't mind bragging about them a little bit. I've seen them convert as high as eighty percent wow. um, and so that's a really it's an incredibly valuable um, concept to for people to understand because the difference between fifty percent and seventy seventy five eighty percent is tens of thousands of dollars to the bottom line. So um, I think it's really important people understand that.
0: That's great. Thanks, Buff, for that. The, you know, Makita. With that res- in respect, the the, the the you know that F two metric and you know mm-hmm. that fifty plus you know conversion rate. What, you know, how are you holding your team accountable to that? You know, do you how often do you need to review that with the team? Do you have like a, a you know, a board that shows each each call rep, you know, where they stand on on that conversion level? How how is how are you managing that? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, yeah, no worries. So, we're very KPI driven here. Everything that we do is measured. Um, but yeah, that conversion rate is actually kept. It's we track it every day. So uh, we track it every day, we do like a countdown in terms of our goals of bookings that we want to have. Um, If we find though that a coordinator is kind of lagging behind in their F2 or their conversion, we have in place a quality specialist who actually coaches each and every individual on a weekly basis. But for those who are kind of struggling a little bit to find their own, to hold their own on the on the call, um, they get additional support um, via a like intensive care program. We also have an outpatient care program. <laughs> it sounds like we're at the hospital, but we're not. But <laughs> um, all these programs are set in place to really help people uh, to succeed so that they can build rapport, ask the right questions, show empathy, use positive wording and scripting, all these things. That, um, do well with the objections because most people find it really hard with objections. So there's a ton of role plays that happen. Um, a lot of peer coaching as well. And like I said, all this do- is done on a weekly basis and it's all tracked as well.
0: So Makita, with all that, with all the tracking, the values, this create environment you're creating and personal commitment and success, what, you know, how, how often, I mean, I mean, probably you're paying these people hourly or, you know, not a, you know, they're not making any, a tremendous amount of money. How's the turnover rate been?
1: Um, Surprisingly, our turnover rate has been really good. So in the past year, we've actually had four employees leave um, voluntarily and everyone else we have let go. Um, But we've had people here for about two years. There's about five of us that have been here for two years. Um, Somebody that just, two people that just celebrated a year anniversary. So people stay here and, As of recently, because of the culture that we have built, we have people now begging to be in here. Like today, I had an interview with somebody who said that she wanted to come on board and, you know, she had heard about us through the grapevine and how fun of an environment it is to work here and that we really care. Um, And then she says, I know I'm, you know, I'm applying for a part-time position. I said, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that anymore. We've decided that we're only going to do full-time. And she looked at me and she says, you know what? I think I can make it work. I want to be here that badly. So... She just, on her own, changed her availability to be here because she wants to be here, um, and that's going to make a world of a difference because someone like that is going to put in a huge amount of effort, and um, absolutely, we'll see, yeah. we'll really see the payout for that. So,
0: so that's great, um, Bob. You know, I think talk to me a little bit about the, you know, the cost structure, what what this looks like for a franchise year one, year two. Um, as they own their, their business and, you know, and, and, compare it to, you know, like I, I come from, you know, I came from commercial cleaning and residential cleaning. I came from fitness, you know, each one of those facilities, I had to hire someone locally to man the phones or do the administrative work. We had the CSRs when I was, you know, customer service rep that would answer the phones. And that was a 25 to $30,000 commitment on my, on me as a local franchisee. What does the cost structure look like for a franchisee and a tutor doctor?
2: Sure. Um, in, in answer to that question, um, I, I kind of want to set the stage a little bit about, you know, w- what are the options if a person doesn't have the care center? Because there are still fran- we still have legacy, I call them legacy franchisees, who who still answer their phone, own phone calls. This is before we had a care center. And we also have some who have staff that have done it. Um, so in explaining where the what the cost structure looks like for a new franchisee who comes in using the care center, um, i like to explain just kind of what the cost is overall. Now, when I first started my franchise, I used to take my calls myself. I was an owner-operator, and I, I, you know, I, I didn't actually fully understand the opportunity cost that I was losing by taking my own calls. But then I also realized something that's really important. I personally value my time at, um, say, $50, 75 sometimes $100 an hour. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think everybody should f- put a dollar value on their time because it helps you make better decisions about how to use your time. So if I'm valuing my personal yeah. time at $75 an hour, let's split the difference. Then, and I pick up a phone call, I'm literally paying somebody $75 an hour to answer the phones and to book a consultation. And yes, to establish a relationship. Um, I think that's probably a really high price to pay for that service when I should be spending my $75 an hour time generating new business and building relationships. That's a better use of my $75 an hour time. Now, so then I went and said, okay, I'm going to hire somebody to do this. Well, the person I hired was, happened to be the person who was doing my admin as well. So I didn't technically hire them. I just gave them more responsibilities. So they answer the phone um, at $20 an hour. That's better than 75 dollars the problem is it always interrupts what else they were doing so i ended up having to pay them more hours to get all the work done it's not like you can just take it out of hide so that was end up driving up my costs for my admin support so then you have the care center option where you can pay a professional to be on the to be available up to 14 15 hours a day to take those calls at a much more reasonable cost so what does that translate to as far as a franchisee goes? well the way we fund the operations of the care center is that, um, franchisees pay 4% of their total revenue. Now this really works to the, um, uh, strong advantage of brand new franchisees coming in because they're getting this tremendously high quality service that's converting at a very high F2, but they only have to pay based on the revenue they bring in. Now we have gone through a period where the billing was different and the billing you would pay for every consultation, which that works to the disadvantage of brand new franchisees because it takes time to learn how to convert a consultation to an enrollment. Sometimes it, it takes practice. So they're paying for consultations and maybe they're not closing as well because they're, they're new. But by making just a flat percentage of the revenue, they only pay when they actually close a deal. They only pay when they're actually having money put into their bank account. So um, that's, a much cleaner, more efficient. And it actually places the financial, I call it the financial risk of who's taking that call. It, it shifts the financial risk to us in the home office because our care coordinators have to be really high quality to book the consultation so that it generates an enrollment and then we get paid. So all of those things are dependent on one another. And, uh, and that really is to the advantage of the franchisee, um, that we have to hold ourselves accountable to be able to book at that high rate so that they generate enrollments so that we get paid.
0: Cool. So so I like a half a million dollars as a franchisee a year as an annual business, I'm going to pay 20 grand in fees for that service.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That That's what the math works out to. Yeah. Um, the uh, which that's. That's a bargain, you know. You were talking about thirty, what, thirty-two, thirty-six thousand dollars to have somebody answer your phones.
0: Yeah, that that's a day one cost. That, I I open up my franchise. I hire a CSR. I'm hiring someone at thirty-five grand a year to answer my phones, book my calendar, all that stuff. Um, and this, and you know, as a cleaning operation, you know, we were we were a residential cleaning and a commercial cleaning franchise. You know, there's a lot of phone calls, people interested in service, and and it really um, that person was busy and they weren't always there all day, right? They weren't there 14, 15 hours. They were maybe there eight to nine hours if we're lucky.
2: Yeah, exactly. And let me, let me chime in here too. And then I will, I'm going to say something really quick and I'd like Makita maybe to, to pick it up on how the care center um, handles um, event leads. You know, Tutor Doctor is really big on using um, community events to introduce ourselves to, uh, to the community and our prospective clients. Um, my first event, I... I had 140 leads. it took me over six weeks to follow up on those leads um, the and that was almost full-time following up on them I ended up having to outsource it to somebody to help so but now one of the features about the care center that I left off the list is that our care center can take those leads that the franchisee obtains from an event and then they will follow up so I'm going to kind of tee that up Makita can you just kind of talk to how that works from the care Center?
1: Yeah, of course. So, it's pretty simple, actually. Um, you have your event on a hot Saturday, and you send us those event leads um, as soon as possible. We like to encourage our franchisees to send it the same night, possibly the next morning, because we want to be able to follow up with the leads while they're hot, while they realize that, hey, I have a need. Um, and so, we'll, we'll call right away, and we'll continue to follow up with all those leads um, for the rest of the week, actually.
0: That's great. Yeah, it's a great service. I mean, you know, and and, and then, you know, what, aren't there some incentives from what I understand, too? Don't we have some other key metrics that we want the franchisee to focus on from a foundation standpoint and that if they hit certain was F3 or F4 metrics, there's a reduction somewhere along the line?
2: Yeah, let me clarify that because um, using that terminology um, can actually... uh, create some confusion. So let me just take a moment to, to clarify. We do have an, a metric called F4, which is the average enrollment value. And our, our F4 target is $2,800 per enrollment. So that's something that people shoot for so that the, um, as a, like I said, a benchmark to have an enrollment at $2,800, which a $2,800 enrollment, um, the, uh, um, that's maybe a semester's worth of tutoring. So it's not it's not like that's years and years worth of tutoring. So um, now the incentive that we use in the care center um, is easily confused with that F4, but it's it's actually a distinctive, uh, it's, it's defined different, differently. The incentive that uh, you're alluding to, Scott, is that if a franchisee maintains an average client, uh, average revenue per client per year. So we're talking about just how much revenue did that client generate for you in that year? If that's over twenty five hundred dollars, then we give a one percent instead of four percent. The franchisee only pays three percent. Wow! And so and the difference between four percent and three percent is actually a twenty five percent discount.
0: And so basically, we're we're rewarding the franchisee for retaining their customers long term, essentially.
2: We, we do everything about it. Um, Tutor Doctor um, is about creating strategic supports support structures, right? We're, we're not a fly-by-night, one hour here, one hour there kind of operation. We're, in order to get in there and make a difference, to make an impact, to, to increase a student's confidence in the classroom requires a support system. So, you know, in my personal business, um, I have had um, one client who's been with me for six, seven, eight years. They're worth about eighteen, twenty thousand $20,000 over that period of time. It may not be just one student, it could be six or seven students. Um, and I'm not I'm not unique in this regard. We have we have families stay with us for extremely long periods of time once they understand what it is that we're providing. So yeah, we want to incentivize um, folks to stay with us as, when we're meeting clients, and we want to make sure that franchisees understand that this isn't an hour here, an hour there. That's a really inefficient way to to try to run uh, our tutoring business or our tutor doctor business. Um, it's to get in there and provide the appropriate support structure for what the student needs. And that will end up um, resulting in renewals over a long period of time. And it'll increase what we call the lifetime value of that client.
0: Very cool. You know, this has been really enlightening for me. Um, You know, I, I think that it gives our audience, which, you know, our audience is not just, you know, prospective franchisees, but it's, you know, people looking at small business and, you know, thinking about a franchise and, Tutor Doctor could be one of their options and I think, you know, you guys are sharing a lot of value that we're providing our, our community and our franchise partners. And um, with that being said, you know, you guys have any final words for, you know, the folks that are listening in, whether it's, you know, existing franchisees, prospective franchisees, people that are looking at business, what what would you tell them? What are the last final words? Maybe we could start with Nikita.
1: Ooh, why me first? <laughs> okay, I can do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so final words. Just that, you know, it's a partnership um, that we want to have um, with our franchisees. We really, really um, love the feedback uh, that we get. We really believe. So,
0: yeah. You, so you're saying feedback. I was just going to ask yeah. a quick question. Sure, sure, sure. One thing that just came to my mind. So, you know, how, how do franchisees like if they're, you know, from a service standpoint, how are they giving feedback to you guys to improve the overall quality of the care center? Do we have a feedback loop set up somehow?
1: Yes, we do. We do. Because we really believe here that feedback is a gift and it's the only way that we'll know what the issues are and address it as we as we need to, right? So we actually have um, someone who's designated, who's kind of like our franchise Support system. Um, she's a relationship specialist, so she actually proactively reaches out to all our franchisees on a monthly basis, uh, regardless of not or not of whether they reach out to us to let us know something. She's proactively doing that, and she you know, she calls to check in and says, "Hey, how's everything going? How's life?" And then she gets into, "Do you have any feedback for us? Is there anything that we can do to make your lives easier?" She's proactively doing that on a monthly basis, um, and that way too, we can just.
0: Are you- yep. Are you reviewing their, sorry, are you reviewing their scorecard as well when she does that? Yes. Just curious. Like yeah. that individual. Okay. Yeah, cool. we are. Yeah.
1: It. Just to keep up to date. Um. And then, because sometimes people just forget, like our, you know, we understand that our franchisees were, like we said, a lot of different hats. So they forget to reach out to us if they do have some sort of feedback. So her reaching out to them is kind of her way of saying, hey, <laughs> we want the feedback. We need to know what's going on with you. We want to make sure that we're always improving on our service. So yeah, she does that on a monthly basis. And then whatever it is that they have, she kind of um, pulls it together and we discuss it as a support team, management team, and then we dispense it amongst the coordinators. Um, And it could be a training issue. It could be a coaching issue. It just could be a difference in process. But we always kind of, uh, you know, take that information and do something with it. It's never just left in the air. That's
0: great. That's Mm. great. Bob, any last words from you? Thanks for that, Makita. Yeah, of course. Um, Anything... Anything that you want to share with everyone who's on the call? How about the technology? I mean, we've got you know this massive system that we're put in place too, that we're really you know from a CRM standpoint to help the care center manage all the inflow of leads. Um, how's that going?
2: Yeah, that's going uh, that's going really well. It's, um, the timing of this call um, is um, is good because we're we're right in the transition period of going from a very archaic um, system which require the care coordinators to maybe have four or five different uh, windows open at any given time so that they can pull uh, regional information, they can pull cl- um, franchisee information, they can capture the client's details. Um, it was very cumbersome. And uh, we've uh, developed a new CRM system that the architect of that was, again, Makita um, and her team. Um, so the system has been customized and built specifically to facilitate the processes of a tutor-doctor franchise and how they interact with the home office, Um, and also how that information feeds directly into their Big Apple system. Um, The Big Apple system is the system that each franchisee uses to manage the day-to-day operations. So the care care center's system now feeds the leads directly into the Big Apple. the care centers. So it's like
0: a seamless handoff, yeah. basically. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And ca- and capturing those leads and those lead sources and keeping up to date on the status of those leads is, is a critical function that a lot of franchisees have to do manually. And it's very when, – when you get to um, – after probably your second week as a franchisee, it gets really hard to manage um, those spreadsheets. So people end up letting some of those things fall off their plate.
0: Tap yeah, uncle, yeah. You tap yeah, the floor as an uncle. So, <laughs> yeah, so,
2: um, but it's all um, seamless through the new CRM system. We're also um, integrating um, in real time a new phone system, which um, I'm going to hand that off real quick to Makita, because I know she loves to talk about how great a new phone system is. Um, it's,
1: <laughs> it's, it, it really
2: seems like kind of, uh, I don't know. Uh,
0: Juicy stuff here. Let's go. Tell me.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm super excited about this phone system because it's going to allow us to do things that we're currently not able to do that will better our service and um, better the support that we can give to the franchisees and, of course, the clients. So um, we'll be able to, when we call out now, okay, sorry. When we currently call out, uh, the lead sees on their ID, like just the 1-800 number or Oftentimes people just don't like to pick up. So we find that sometimes we have to call twice, like after we've left the voicemail the first time, after receiving like a web leader or whatnot, when Mm -hmm. they listen to the the voicemail, they'll be like, okay, it's tutor Doctor, I'm good to go, I can call back. Um, But with this new phone system, we can actually use the outbound number of the local franchisee. So whatever it is that their DID number, whatever it is that their local number is, it will display on the ID of the receiver. So it'll increase our chances of getting them on the first try as opposed to having to leave a voicemail, which... That's amazing. Yeah. Are, you, are
0: you guys doing any texting? Are you guys have any text yes. solution?
1: Yep. We'll be That's able same. to do that as well um, to like confirm conf- um, consultations and all that fun stuff. So yeah, we'll be able to do texting because some people even prefer texting <laughs> as opposed to talking on the phone, which is fine. Everyone's different. So we'll be able That's to do that. That's generation,
0: isn't it? Isn't that your yeah.
1: Yes, that is definitely my generation. <laughs> Stop giving away my age. Um <laughs> (laughs) And, but the most exciting feature for me personally is the whisper feature where we'll be able to actually, if a coordinator's on the phone, we'll be able to guide them through um, the conversation if they're having kind of a difficult time. This really helps for newer Coordinators, um, so that we can, you know, whisper into their ear on the phone, kind of like, this is what you say, this is how you deal with this objection, Um, and then obviously still save the opportunity, even though they're in in uh, training mode. So that part I'm super super excited about. Um,
0: But there's lots of that's fast, isn't it? So cool. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Here's what I'm seeing is that we are in, you know, we're investing in new technologies. We're investing in an amazing culture for our care center coordinators. We're, we're providing that feedback loop for our franchisees so that we're constantly evolving the care center to make it align with what they expect. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, for for 4%, you know, it's kind of a small amount, if you ask me, to, to get such a high level of service. Um, so kudos to you guys. I mean, this has been great. I mean, I, I've learned a lot myself, um, you know, applying our value of curiosity to the phone call. <laughs> So I really appreciate it, Bob. I know you guys are super busy and you guys could be doing a million other things. So appreciate you taking the time to be here with me today.
1: Of course. Thanks for having us, Scott.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah um yeah and uh looking forward to meeting some folks who say yeah i heard you on the podcast that day
0: yeah that's great yeah we we do get a lot of people i've done pre-boards where they when i usually say hey you know would you like me to give you a little background on myself and they go no we know who you are <laughs> and i go how the heck you know
1: are you follow me on linkedin or we, what, what's going on here they're stalking you <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they go i listen to your podcast i'm like fabulous that's the
1: purpose of the podcast. So, that's awesome well when we meet you call us out we want to want to okay. know that you listen to it then
0: Excellent. Well, I appreciate you guys again taking the time, and uh, to everyone that uh, listened in today, uh, thank you. And as always, and uh, you know, this is a great platform for us to talk about small business and systems and process and entrepreneurship and franchising. And uh, hopefully, you get a lot out of this, and you can see that Tutor Doctor is a valued brand that uh, is constantly improving to make our franchisees more successful. So until next time, we're Tudor Doctor in the house. I'm Scott Thompson, Vice President of Franchise Development. Have a great day, everyone.